I hi Neil I, Brennan here. I I I I'm it's Neil. I'm gonna be in uh, Atlanta. ATL. Uh, the ATL, August 16, 17, 18, at the Laughing Skull. Come fucks with me. Yeah, it's Moshe Kasher. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'll be at the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival, July 27th, 28th. I'll be there, too. With Neil Brennan. It'll yeah. be a whole lot of fun, so if you live in Montreal, please come through. I'm also at the Just for Laughs Festival in Toronto in September. Yep. Uh, that's Spanish for September. And uh, I think that's everything that I've got for right now, but check out the new normal, which comes out in the fall. Super exciting stuff. Hi, guys. This is Doug. Come to Chicago. If, even if you don't live there, just fly in for my show to 27th of July. 28th of July, Milwaukee, Madison. 29th of July, Milwaukee. That's all. And, yeah. and then Australia in September. Oh, yeah. Check Twitter. Hi, guys. I'm the guest later. <laughs> <laughs> Rod Fudges. You can see me in San Francisco at Outside Lands Festival on August 11th. And I will be at Bumbershoot in Seattle, September 1st through the 3rd. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard a whole slew of dates from a whole slew of champs. And now, let's begin fucking with them. Ladies and gentlemen, now you're fucked with the champs. It's the champs. It's your boys. It's so exciting. We got a we got a special guest today. One of the people that he, the first and only dropped episode of the champs. So dropped meaning dropped meaning we meaning recorded we literally recorded it and literally lost it. That's right. So he is a almost a ghost in the machine right now. But uh, this guy's great. He's my friend. He's super funny. I love him. Uh, I think he's. Just I'm gonna a run a clip of him. Check out the clip right now. I left Chicago because there's a lot of gang problems and violence. I did not know they had gangs in Oregon. Uh, they are not scary or effective. <laughs> but they try really hard. And I ran into a gang on the Oregon coast. And I don't like to be racist, but it was a gang of blackbirds. <laughs> a real murderer's row. <laughs> and I dealt with them just like the gangs in Chicago. I just puffed my chest out, knuckled up, and said, you niggas ain't getting these cranberry muffins. <laughs> Now, isn't that guy funny? Ladies and gentlemen, from the Conan O'Brien television program from Portlandia and other cool stuff, it's your boy, Ron Funches. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> now you're Funches with the champs. You're Funches with the champs, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ron, how are you, man? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Very good. I saw Ron Funches in Portland, just did some weird open mic, and then... Uh, I asked him to do time before me on a, at a show the next night. He did. It was wonderful. And then he moved. And then, he, then I saw him in Montreal. And then next thing I knew, he's on Conan O'Brien. Well, Ron's one of those dudes who you see, and not so much anymore because you're like actually full on. You've got it. Got stuff going on. But back back when you first saw you, it was just like, oh, this dude's got it. Okay, cool. Like it just this. Dude. At least do that. He well, that was the thing. Where I saw you, I was like, oh, he's for, like, one of those, occasionally you'll go into a town and be like, oh, what is, this oh, is delicious. that's the dude. Yeah, You yeah. should franchise this. <laughs> yeah, totally. You, it's like going into town and being like, do you guys have, like, a specialty donut shop? Beautiful, guys. You're beautiful. Thank you so much. You're, fuck, fuck us. You're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you guys are wonderful. Speak up, Ron. Okay. I'm all right. But you're, he's a soft-spoken dude. I am a very soft-spoken dude. More likely you need to adjust the microphone. Yeah. Oh, look at him. He's yeah. fucking making demands. 
like I don't correct. speak. Ron Funches don't speak up for shit. Right, you changed, Ron. Definitely <laughs> changed quite a bit. Yeah, uh, moved, lost the wife. I'm changing all types wait, of wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 wife. whoa, 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 whoa. You whoa, lost whoa. a wife since yep. the last time you were here? Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't get the opportunity of hearing his lovely tales of matrimony last time he was here. But Ron, you're newly single. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, indeed. Can what you ha- talk about it? Yeah, of course. Okay, so that's a horrible fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You were married and you have a kid with her, yeah. correct? Yes, sir. And this is a girl that a white girl that you met in <laughs> <laughs> It was gonna come up eventually. So yes, a white girl I met in Oregon, absolutely. Okay. And it should be clarified that you are not from Oregon. You're a soft spoken dude that has jokes about blackberries, but you are not from Blackberry country. No, no. I was actually, I was born here in L.A. But I was raised in the uh, south side of Chicago. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the, the girl thing. What happened? So you were doing well, and then you were like, look, we should move to L.A.? Yeah. And then what did she say? She was down with it. It was more like, uh, it's just she started losing trust in me that I wasn't fucking other girls. Rightly so? No, not rightly so. But, uh, you know, she believed it. So it became a thing where I couldn't defend it anymore. She started, and she started treating me like I was doing that. So it was a, like I can't, I can't handle that. Did anymore. you want to do the thing where like, well, if you think I am, then fuck it, I'm gonna anyway. No, because that's bullshit. I don't, I don't believe in being like that. It was more like, oh, well, if you think I am, and you're gonna treat me like I am, we just can't do this. So and what was her? I got a nut. She didn't have any proof. She had some people who were trying, who were telling her, sending her emails, like when I go out of town, saying that they'd see me with people or this or that. But wait, what up, Moshe? oh, it's me again, Moshe Kasher. Can you tell? <laughs> can you tell us what? Who one of the comedians that she thought you might have been having <laughs> contest and sexual encounters with was? Uh, one of them was uh, uh, one of our friends, James Adobe. <laughs> but what, didn't she, didn't she also say me? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that. Yeah, she said a lot of people. <laughs> she thought maybe Ron dudes, was ladies. <laughs> she thought maybe Ron Literally was fucking dudes and ladies. Yeah, yeah. And you and had that ever come up? Had you ever said like, <laughs> "Hey, I might, I might cheat be- on you. I might fuck a dude." No, not at all. Not at all. Well, Damn right we're sluts. You could see her mind kind of swirling. Were you insulted though. or complimented that she that you were linked? I think I was baffled and intrigued. <laughs> I don't to break up with you, man. I think she just wanted to break up. Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, like if you're bringing up, if I saw you, if you can't hang out with guys, then you're fucked. Yeah. Well, you can hang out. I mean, because I, I mean, I don't mind thinking that there's random groupie sluts because they do exist. But I mean, when it was like my friends and then guys, and then it's just it's just weirdness. There's not that many sluts in the all. No, there isn't. Slutty. What? How was the conversation when you came home? <laughs> and she and she was accusing you of fucking such luminaries as me, James Adomian. People like that. The lighting guy. The did she mention me? <laughs> she Bus didn't drivers. Mention you, though. Oh, damn. It. Sorry. How did did she say like I think you're gay and I think that you're fucking Moshe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a lot of people. It was. It's hard to try to make sense out of for me really because it, I, it was mostly just watching this world where I'd be like, well, she's accusing people that I would hang out with, and then other people, and then just weird comedians, and then dudes, and I was like, we clearly. Um, I don't know what's going on, but at least something's going on to where I'm fucking, fucking with your head now. You're fucking the table. I think you <laughs> fucked the table. Yeah, but I remember the, the last you fucked the stool. <laughs> See, the last time I was here, we were talking. We were talking about our fears, which was a weird thing. I remember uh, my fear was that. Uh, people pretended that they were liking me that didn't like me, and I was like, I, I think I think I figured out who it was. It was it was my wife. Oh, wife. <laughs> oh, God. And did I was you, like, bitch, that feel good. Did looking back, did you feel like she'd been pretending for a long time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. That's rough. But she she that's interesting because she came around you and was like with you when you were not you were not doing what you're doing now, which is blowing up on the comedy scene, doing all this Conan shit. It was actually your success that kind of shattered that little connection, would you yeah. say? Yeah, probably. It's interesting. Somebody said, Nora Ephron said that. You can't start dating somebody until you become what you want to become. Or you can't get married right. until you become what you want to become. But that's, you actually did it. I thought that would work. <laughs> you thought, thought mine no, would work? I, it sounds like yours would work. You got a kid together. like. Oh, right. And is she here with the kid? No, she's still in Oregon. 
Okay, so she's up there with your son. Yep. Who you're crazy about? Yeah. And uh, and it's just kind of there's nothing you can do about it. Not right now. I can come out here and try to make some fucking money. That's about it. And how are you? No. I wish I could marry <laughs> you right now. Is that you're not making any money? No, nah, man. You've I'm been like, broke forever, right? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't make it cool, though. <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> but aren't you used to Canadian. it? Comedian! <laughs> well, I, I don't worry about you at all, money-wise. But I know that's easy from my perspective as a very wealthy comedian. <laughs> like, But, you know, you just it, the, kid, the kid's talented, okay? Yeah. Your money! But that, it is hard to know when you're going to... And you don't want to get a job, job. No, not at all. That's my biggest fear right now. <laughs> That's your biggest fear is getting a job. <laughs> it really is. We're just such a pansied, privileged group of people, stand-up <laughs> comedians. Like, I wouldn't want to do the unthinkable, which is what every other human being well, on no, Earth does. That's what you were saying, do. the thing about having a tip jar, right? a PayPal account for a tip jar. But also... Yeah, so there's a do, they're doing a benefit for a comedian, and he's not even sick or anything. Right? Is it Rick Shapiro? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. To him? What is I that? I thought he about? does have medical issues. Wasn't he just in the hospital for sixty days? Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at the comedy store. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like skulls. Okay. That's but Rick Shapiro's been borrowing money for people. Literally for 20 years. Maybe they're having this benefit so that he can finally pay all those people back. No, that's not going to happen because I lent him money 20 years ago. Rick Shapiro is a very intense guy. When I had no money. And he once yelled at me for not lending him money in 1995. What is it about people that borrow money? Can we, can we all get along? They're not. It's like they borrow money and then they don't pay you back. It's like not just like a regular person. A person who's chronically borrowing money has deeper issues than money issues. What do you think it is? It's like some kind of social irresponsibility that they can't get their shit together. I think it's a. I think it's they want to rely on other people. It's like, oh, you know, my problem, your problem. Right. I notice it with myself when I'm late. I think me being late is mostly like, now we're all gonna be like, I got a little inconvenienced, so now everybody's gonna be late. Like I and I can't stop it, but I right. see myself doing it. You think you're a tardy person? It's yeah. gonna be about Neil today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty tart. I mean, I'm I'm generally I'm always a little pushing it. I'm I, never early. I always thought that that was just your fully embodying y your life as an African American comedian. <laughs> yeah, you really are. I heard you on the Combat Jack show talking oh, yeah, about yeah. hip hop. Yeah, and um, telling them that they were being real homophobic. Yeah, yeah, I was. Have you guys heard the new Murs song? That's also that's another um, anti homophobia track. Anti-homophobia? Yeah, it's all about this gay couple, uh, and he's rapping about it. And then I saw on World Star Hip Hop, it's a very sweet and very intense song. I and don't like Murs though. He's always like he he's always hopping on whatever the new fad is. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't like, like this either. not this non-homophobia. No, no, no. You don't need right. no help. This non-homophobia hey, fad. Yeah, you know, it's like where where were you at when <laughs> when homophobia was still cool? What was going on there? But uh, all the comments underneath it. I ain't with this faggot shit. No more faggot. No homo. All these faggot motherfuckers trying to faggot us up. Faggoty fag fag fag. I mean, it's like unbelievable. Hip-hop is so crazy homophobic. Gay men are my territory, darling. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the black community at large because I don't think I don't think I think like hip hop and so is I'm assuming jazz is homophobic. You know what I mean? Like I think it's any <laughs> I think any sort of <laughs> black center it comes from the black church in the street. Which brings us back to the south side of Chicago, <laughs> where young Ron Funches moved when you were how old? When I was uh, four. And what were you like growing up there? You didn't fit in or what? Nah, not at all. I was the same as I am now, too quiet, just, you know, fat and awkward, and uh, didn't really fit in. To those of you, that was my next note. Yeah, to those of you listening. You're too right, quiet. And also to those of you fat, listening. being fat and awkward. Right, the listeners <laughs> might not be able to appreciate it, but Ron right now is being very quiet, fat, and awkward at, at <laughs> once, so you can get an image in your Nailing mind. It. Yeah, he's just he's like killing no your character, on, which right? Is, which is making it <laughs> and both fat and awkward. And he's pulling jelly beans out from his armpits and just popping them in his. Mouth. It's a very strange and smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you figure out like, oh shit, I'm different and it's not changing? Uh, probably when I moved to Oregon. Oh, that's when you felt even more. Why'd you move to Oregon, by the way? Uh, my like my mom uh, was like in this abusive relationship, and it was just getting to where I was starting to get in fighting a dude as well, and it was like distracting for me from doing school and focusing. And my dad was uh, moving to Oregon, and so we just she just shipped me and my sister off there. Now, now was he the first black person ever to move to Oregon? <laughs> 
like he a was pioneer. a pioneer. Yeah. It was. It was like that because it was you know like ten twelve years ago, and they didn't even have a hip hop station. <laughs> they def- they didn't have anything going on over there. Well, Ronald, we're gonna take a long journey here from <laughs> Chicago over to Portland, Oregon. We're gonna set roots. We're gonna set down some roots. <laughs> uh, we talked last time you were here. We talked about the the your mom dating a dude who was he was fighting. He was beating her and you. Yeah. yeah. How'd that happen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, physically, like the yeah. he was bigger. He was <laughs> how old were you? He was a folks, I believe. Our gangster disciple. Oh, he was a gangster. Yeah, yeah. So he might be listening and coming. What both of you? Yeah, they, they have a strong listening. They love listening to comedy podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's big in the Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Did you hear this week's latest (laughs) edition of The Chance featuring up-and-comer from the south side of Chicago, Ron Funches? (laughs) Well, you know what? It is interesting to watch, like, like, hip-hop and, like, young thugs get into Web 2.0, you know? Like, all the fights on on, uh, Worldstar are now like, you fucking talking shit about me on Twitter. It's like like when keyboard gangsters become real gangsters. Do you watch those fights? When they're doing their tag. I can't. I got to say, the older I get, the fucking less time I have for watching poor people fight on the internet. <laughs> I would say you would think the more time you would have. <laughs> no, I know. You would think, but I just, I like, don't like violence. It's I don't like MMA for the same reason. I just, it's too violent for me. I love MMA. I love world star hip hop fights. I, it's like a sickness that I love. I mean, I don't actually think it's a sickness. I think that there's like an innate sort of, we're all beasts, you know? No, yeah, it's primal, but I try to not, um, I try not to like. I know you're saying, it Neil. It's kind of hard to watch. Shitty. It just makes me feel like, ugh. It makes me feel like, I'm part of a lynch mob or something, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, get that motherfucker. Wait, I only like watching fights good. when the bully comes back and kicks. That's that's the best when the yeah. bully gets beat you up. You see that kid it's that like I like that the fat yeah, kid the that fat like kid picked up got, that kid yeah. and slammed him into the ground. Yeah, it, like by a fence at the school. Yeah, he like picked the kid up and just yeah. threw him down like a rag doll. And then he just kind of walked away, and everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But it was like <laughs> it was, he just it was, he was kind of tearing up. It was pretty good. Well, did that ever happen? No, those are great. If there's like a narrative, I like absolutely. when the when the underdog wins. You know, did that ever happen with you, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> did your de- you know your stepdad, the gangster disciple? Did you ever have a moment where you just picked him up and threw him on the ground, or like I'm moving to Oregon? Yeah, pretty much. There was a time when I would just. Be like, uh, give me that blanket. I need that blanket. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, gangsters don't give blankets. And then we just end up in a fist fight. And? And then I uh, Stay away from I started arguments. started winning, and that's when it was happening where I had to go. Oh, because was, was shit getting, like, maybe dangerous? Yeah, yeah. It was getting weird. It was one time, it was like, uh, at the time, it seemed like a crazy fairy tale, but now it seems completely fucking insane, was that we waited for him. He had, like, a favorite soda, and my mom had gotten some type of sleeping pill. And then she fucking put it in the soda and we waited for him to drink it. And then when he passed out, we called the cops and then had him just dragged out and arrested. And then we all cheered like it was oh a my big God. fucking fairy tale. You cheered thing. like how we cheered for you when we introduced you on the champs? Yeah, absolutely. Like, were you in the fr- on the front porch like, get him, cops? <laughs> yeah, I was stoked about it. What I was, was like, the plan worked. What was he being arrested for? That's the craziest story, by the way. He got arrested for you poisoning him? <laughs> 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 for being poisoned. <laughs> what they take him away for? I don't remember exactly. I'm sure. You I'm sure there were uh, uh, some bruises. Well, what did you call? You call and say this guy's been beating us up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were like, I got to get out of town. Yeah, pretty much. I just started. It was just. It was, and then um, I had to go through like a Catholic school for the first seven years of schooling, and then like going into eighth grade, my mom couldn't afford it anymore, and she was gonna put me in this public middle school in eighth grade and they all knew each other and I'd never been like that and never been through a school where they had like uh, metal detectors and stuff like that and would the kids at that school were they very into quiet fat and awkward yeah they, they loved they were in the you know, people they did not know mm-hmm. uh, and people who were not like them you they people were who Q, the QFAs <laughs> the quiet fat awkward people were who were listening to the cranberries <laughs> at the time <laughs> they were into that they were like this dude is different and one thing about junior high we like different <laughs> yeah that's our thing so they were like what making fun of you and shit yeah yeah uh you know picking fights just making it real just real do uncomfortable you, how did you not feel sorry hey. for yourself Who the <laughs> how did you not how do you know he didn't did you, i don't i did you because i'm i feel sorry for you and i at that age just constantly getting like a single like a close-up of yourself of like 
Right. Just everyone wants to fight me all the time. It's <laughs> terrible, so man. Were you the kid? I'm a beauty like the queen. one that everybody made fun of? Uh, no, I mean, I, maybe. Yeah. I, if I if I was, I didn't really know. But it was uh, it was it was definitely not the funnest time period. Did you feel like this is miserable? My life is awful, or just like oh, this is the way it is? It was more like it was always like oh, I hope the future is something's good's better becoming. Or yeah, what would you what what advice would you guys give to your nerdier younger selves? No, I more. say that as someone who was never a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Always really popular, athletic. Neil's like, tons of I would have told myself uh, just to co-create the Chappelle show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just do that again. Just do it quick. Do everything you did. Do it again. <laughs> uh, what, no, but seriously, what would you tell? What advice would you give yourself? Uh, similar, probably was just like just yeah, uh, except for don't be lazy about it. You can go get good things, but you have to you have to save yourself. Like I w- for like ever, I was just waiting for something to come. And I always knew I wanted to do comedy, and I started when I was 23, and which isn't late. But I was like, oh, maybe I should have started a few years. If I started earlier, then I'd be further along. Were you funny when you were in that school and stuff? Nah, I don't think so. I was real quiet. So how did you know you? Um Wanted to do comedy. I just always loved comedy since I was like five. Since I was, but how did kid. you know you were going to be able to do it? I didn't. I just loved it. Interesting. Just well, that's the thing about comedy. You don't know comedy. You just want to be around it. I mean, I feel like usually people are funny and then they move into. Right. But you sound like yeah. your life was so uh, sort of weighed so much on your shoulders. It was hard for you to even be funny. Yeah, I mean, there were things like I would uh, joke with my sister and stuff to try to like alleviate tension and stuff like that. And I remember doing that as a little kid and being like that she really liked it and that my mom thought it was funny. And then when I was a little older, um, like all my aunts and uncles would always be like, He's really like he like he's really funny. Like he he doesn't talk that much, but when he right. does, he's really funny. And were you in a clown suit when you put the the poison in the soda, like <laughs> a big physical gag, like seltzer water? He was like, "You got me, boy. <laughs> you gotta get him." I gotta tell you, I am a gangster disciple. You know what? But that was funny. That shit was funny. <laughs> I don't and usually we love like fun. poison. Usually that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. This one, I don't find this it. Was but this one was one. now you I mean, know the timing and the way y'all waited got my special. Soda. <laughs> and right when I was drinking it, how you you blew on that slide whistle as I gulped yeah. it down. And that shit was. I mean, that that busted me up. Put a crazy <laughs> straw in there. What was, <laughs> what was his favorite soda? What do gangster disciples drink? I think it was like orange Fanta. Yeah, shit, typical, yeah. typical. Fago, yeah. RC. Oh, don't say that. You'll get shot. Oh. Um, so wait, when when you say you liked comedy when you were a kid, like what was your what did you like? Uh, I was I liked Lucille Ball. Besides, oh, cranberries. besides the cranberries, I love Lucy. Was my really? dude. I can't even believe. What comedy did you like? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, like imagine this dude in the th- the fucking hood. Wait, you're watching I Love Lucy reruns on WGN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. This yeah. Du- this yeah. dude's in the fucking hood of South Chicago you know with a gangster. Fun? I want to. All right, I'll talk. Next I want to fight you now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight him now. You do because you. you. Yeah. Well, you represent most of the black community. You Neil, what would you tell your? Younger, My younger younger. self, I would, I would, I would also say, because I didn't start doing stand-up until I was like fucking in thirty something. I would say start. Like I, I like the stuff I've done, but I did it in the worst fucking order, like just the wrong. People, you know what I realized? Nobody likes an old anything. That's so true. They just like <laughs> a young, like they go like if I'm. I'm I'm a funny dude, but they're like, yeah, but you're in your fucking you're 38. Where it's like, if you were 28, you'd, we'd be like, how did you do this in 28 years? Whereas if you're 38, it becomes like, well, yeah, but it's not. Look at your skin; <laughs> it's not as taut <laughs> as somebody else's uh, taut skin. Um, so that yeah, that's what I, I would tell myself. Uh, do just do it faster, and but also do you, don't and don't wait for shit. But do you think that if you had started doing stand up? Before, you wouldn't have done the things that you did at that time. I assume if you were doing stand-up, you would have been trying too hard with your ego to get blown up. Well, you wouldn't have done Half-Baked. You wouldn't have done Chappelle's show. You'd been like, I'm trying to make it on my own or whatever. Fucking Chappelle, get the fuck out of my face. You know uh, what I mean? Maybe. You That's might. the thing I deal uh, that I deal with now. It's like, should I write for somebody else and do stand-up? Or should I just do stand-up and try to write for myself? Or Because that's the thing. It's like people, no one's going to help me. Well, that's the problem with regrets is that you never know how changing an element of your past would affect the whole kind of like timeline of your life. And you might, you know what I mean? Right. 
But I'm, but I'm happy to regret. I don't like people that have no regrets. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like when people are like, fuck, wouldn't change a thing. And it's meanwhile, like, Tommy Lee had a fucking baby drown in his pool. And it's like, maybe change that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to change that? <laughs> that maybe who I am takes seven dead babies to get me to who I am today. It's like, <laughs> eh, maybe is there a way to circumvent that uh, or like or you thinking like don't you just wish your dad or that dude hadn't you didn't have to beat him and poison him and shit yeah i mean but yeah i do but in a way i i, I see what motion saying because like like i can't i mean that's what part of what made me who i am like is going through shit like that and, and so then i know things I know things I wouldn't know if I didn't go if if I hadn't gone. Do you like that. you don't know anything. You can't just go back in time and t- give yourself some advice. You have to like live through it to understand that 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 you got to drown that baby. I think that's yeah. the bit we're doing right yeah. now, though. You got to drown the baby. Got to drown that baby. Also, <laughs> I'm I feel personally I probably would have told my mom to stay away from Biff. <laughs> Tell us more about Biff. <laughs> you mean outside of the dance? Ron likes it. Ron likes yeah. it. Outside of the dance? Outside the dance. Yeah. Well, Biff was an animal, man. Uh, Doug, what would you tell yourself? I just had that one joke one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ron, if you went back, honestly, if you went back to your life and you, you know, the gangster disciple dude hadn't been around I mean, and you had somehow found life in Southside Chicago a little bit more palatable, do you think you would have gotten into comedy? Probably not. So there really? you go. But I don't. But you were funny. You said, and you this liked is, yeah. comedy from the time you were five. This is why I think I wouldn't have those because, like, as much as like, like I love my mom and she's she's wonderful, but she's also like overbearing, and so I would have done what she would have wanted me to do, and that would have been just straight school, school, school. Worked at a grocery store at Aldi's. I would like my 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 sister is like, like a, a, a doctor. Like a pretty great life. Yeah, it would have been it would have been weird, and no, it would have been great at all. So no, I think I needed. That to so you th- maybe you should maybe go on the record as, and thank thank you <laughs> whatever your name is what was his name you can't say <laughs> is he still alive I literally I have killed. no idea if he's alive or dead uh, okay I so remember his gangster name now what was yeah. his gangster it was name? Do Dirty. Dude, ooh, that That's sounds horrible. Dude, dirty. I yeah. don't like it at all. That is a <laughs> fucking great That's name. That's gangster. Jesus. Dude, dirty. I, I actually do. Liked the, him I love before. that name. <laughs> <laughs> now you love him. I thought I liked him just <laughs> fucking you up for being for liking the cranberries. <laughs> I don't think that. Uh, dude, dirty. Jesus Christ. There's something about That's that. like if I was finding somebody and it's like I'm gonna call yo, dude, dirty. I'd be like, okay, I gotta goodbye. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. This, this fight is over. Yeah. Really. I couldn't understand my mom. I was like, why would you hang out with a dude named Do Dirty? You know in the name that he's going to do dirty shit. Yeah. We already knew when we hired him. (laughs) (laughs) Douglas or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Douglas Dirty, you get in here right now. Douglas, see see I'm not gonna play that shit. Uh, did she call him Do Dirty? No. (laughs) Do Dirty. God, that gives me the fucking chills. It just makes me, it gives me like a pit in my stomach. I'm just like, oh, what a fucking awful dude he must have been. You know how awful you got to get a bunch of people, a group of black dudes in Chicago to be? To call, to call you, you do, do dirty? dirty? You know how much do dirt, do dirty dirt, you, you done did, done, done, did, done, did, did. dirt. All right, so then you moved to uh, Portland and you liked, did you like the white surroundings or did you blanch? Did you, did you enjoy it? No, I mean it was it was definitely a culture shock, and it was mostly understanding that the things that were cool in like this where I grew up weren't necessarily cool there, <laughs> and that it didn't matter. And it was, it was getting used to people being nice and not having to look over my shoulder people every like, couple of steps. Hello, Ronald. He's <laughs> like, "Fuck you! Yeah. What the fuck you mean, hello? What you trying to get from me?" But weren't they? Weren't, they weren't always nice. Don't you have a wonderful story about crossing the street? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. You get, but people yell, get, yell nigger at you all the time. I got called nigger uh, here yesterday. I love that that's your description How? of people being getting used to people being nice to you. It's like just a regular old yelling nigger on the street nice kind of. Wait, how did that happen yesterday? I want to know about that. I was just walking to the store and some uh, Hispanic dude, and he just goes, how you doing today, nigga? And I just was like, I'm doing pretty wait good. Wait a minute, wait, Ron, wait. come on. I know. Just told that story. Huh. <laughs> What's up, nigga, from a Hispanic dude who thinks he has the right to say nigga? It was weird, It's different than in Portland. Er, how you doing there, nigga? Yeah, that is different. But it didn't feel that different. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, still, it didn't feel like he was like happy to see me. <laughs> it, he, the Mexican, it didn't sound nah. like the Mexican was happy to see you? Nah. 
Uh, was he like a chola? No, he was just old and drunk. I think that's the more oh, thing. Okay. Is old, oh, drunk, yeah, and no, ignorant. I'm back on board he with the story. Yeah, he meant it. He meant, he it. meant that. <laughs> Sorry that that happened to him. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I'm gonna tell you something about niggas. <laughs> that's that guy. <laughs> that's actually Mexican guy. Uh, d- and did what did you? How did you respond? I said I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I didn't know if he was being nice or was being racist. So I just. I mean, I can't beat him up either way, really. Did you want to? Yeah. That would have been horrible if you had. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What did you do yesterday? I beat Started people. a race riot? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, oh. But I feel like that's justified. I feel like if you explain that to the cops. Yeah, like, do you do you feel like, like if I just explain this to like the cops <laughs> that it would work out in my favor now? <laughs> if, that was if, spoken like some true white man shit right there, though. Walking, the way it sounds, the way it sounds, <laughs> the way it sounds well, as a white person saying nigger around black people or near, uh, in a, it always feels like those are fighting words, and it's justifiable to fuck you up, and the cops will just oh, be like, you yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, if I was in an all-black area, perhaps. Well, the LAPD is going to cut you some slack. They're, Generally, they're, they're cool with black people. They know they, Love they're it. really good. That was like you on the Comeback Jack show. You said nigga a couple times, that lady was about ready to fight you. Oh, yeah, she didn't What did it. you say? No, I was just talking about saying it and saying it in my act and stuff. Oh, you're right. But what you show were you on? Uh, the, a, a show called the Combat Jack podcast in in it's actually a radio show also okay. in New York. It's like Just Blaze and this Combat Jack and, and so when you started time. talking about the the use of that word, what happened? Uh, it got like it got pretty tense. <laughs> what did she say? She was like, "Oh, every time you do it, I it fucking drives me crazy." Mm. And and what did you like, say? Mm. Uh, I was like, I yeah, I understand that, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna do it as soon as I leave. <laughs> no, but I, but that's, the, the, but again, all. I'm not like one of those. I don't say it like on my. I I don't I don't say it. I say it as someone who's heard it from yeah, yeah. black people. I have no problem with you saying, Neil. You represent the black community way more than any most black people I know. Like you're deep in the black community. <laughs> He's the like, blackest white guy. They're it, saying this to him and not me. Motion. <laughs> I'm just it jealous. Is. It's pure jealousy. <laughs> I acknowledge <laughs> that it might be true. I think I reached my place. It bothers me that you're saying it. Well, I just it just no, it weirds me out. I'm not I'm not like, happy about it. Right. I just oh, weirds me like out. It. Actually, you, like, you represent, like, and not only that, like, I, when you were on the show, you were talking about, like, black issues. Like, you, should, you like, represent black people more than most black politicians. Pop- I did, yeah, I did a talk, a talk, I did a thing on YouTube where it was just all black guests. Oh, really? You yeah. also do a podcast. Right oh, now. that's going to give you some hate. That's a really good one. <laughs> when, do they, when do they tape that? Uh, it's unclear. <laughs> um, well, this brings me to, I think, something that is germane to this week's chit-chat. Uh, since we're Jermaine? talking about things that aren't Jermaine is a word Jermaine Jackson Ju- yes ahead. Jermaine Jackson to this week's uh, set of issues can we discuss the controversy of this week's um yes and I I thought about you a lot this week because I feel like when people I was I've defended every single person right who's I defended Tracy right I defended Adam Carolla I defended because I know they're coming it's gonna be all of us eventually yeah uh, that Corolla says that women aren't funny, and then everyone goes, "Yes, they are." And then I looked up the top hundred comedians in Comedy Central, in comedy history. Yeah. Ninety-four of them are men. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, I looked up the Emmy nominations mm. last year. Seventy-seven people were nominated. Seventy-one of them were men. Like, okay. so the That's some bullshit that right there. Corolla said wasn't factually incorrect. He was saying, statistically speaking, you're more likely to find a funny guy than a funny girl. But I think that One completely like, that doesn't make that doesn't prove your point. It doesn't prove that women aren't funny. It proves no, 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 that sexism exists. He didn't say women exists. aren't funny. He did, in he fact. Didn't Hold on, let Ron finish. And all that proves is that sexism is a real and alive thing, because there are most. I mean, there's women comedians that are wonderful and legendary and there's no way that you can tell me there's a hundred comedians and that 97 of them were men and that that is right that's i mean in the history of comedy no way you look at the list uh, they did the list I, I, I can look at the list and i can tell you i can fit women in there easily what, I'm, what ron is saying but what I'm ron is, you look at the list though, but man, what ron really is won't. saying is that is that you look at the list isn't a salient argument because then you go what's up with the list maker Okay. Not not oh That's the list is fine. truth. But again, what Corolla the analogy Corolla made was if you're picking a comedy team, generally speaking, 
you will do better. You will, there will be more funny guys in the pool you're picking from than funny women. If and you, he, and the analogy was, was basketball. There you pick to his words the brothers rather than the guy in the yamaka. If you believe so, so if you look at and that's a bad decision. No, no, no. If okay. it's like okay, me again, hold on. So then look at talk. The, look at the <laughs> NBA. Look at the NBA list and go. Yeah, it's mostly black dudes. Do I go? Well, the list maker's wrong, or do I go? No, there must be black guys in so far. Black guys have been better at basketball than Jewish guys. Okay. Or do I say that there's something wrong with the system? <laughs> Why is it always Jewish guys? And right. just well, like that's what he said. Well, no, that's if, what you, said. if you think that Adam Carolla was making a point about statistics of uh, statistical realities within uh, within comedy and not making a point, making a bombastic inflammatory statement about how women aren't funny, I think you're being intellectually dishonest. I think <laughs> that's not real. Uh, I... I'm taking him at face value. So you I mean, think Adam was like saying I like va- it, man. I like it. value neutral. He wasn't trying to be like controversial. He wasn't trying to say a dickish thing. The host of the man show, Adam Carolla, was just like throwing out some stats. I think he believes it. So the thing about it, if I ever have a daughter, I'll tell her to join a writer's room because she'll never have to do any work at all. Oh, that I didn't agree with. Well, why did part. he say it right after his salient uh, deconstruction of statistics? Well, that part, I don't know. He was making a point that was trying to be big and offensive and dickish. And it's the same, okay. I mean, it's the same type of statistics that they screw around with to say because most of the uh, people that are in prisons are black, that most black people are criminals. It's like, right. if you're going to tell me that you believe that list, you're going to tell me that you believe that too. Right, but I could, if, if there is a. So you're telling me you think black people are all criminals, Neil? No, no, no. Men are guilty of being funny. Ron, this is a black issue. Let me take this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. No, what I'm saying is I can explain why there are higher incarceration rates in the black community. It, sure. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a nurture thing. It's not a nature thing. You know what I mean? Like, whereas I've found in my ex- – it's like if you look at empirically, if you look at the list, I don't think that the Emmys are sexist. Oh. Are <laughs> <laughs> <I> racist? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What I don't think I don't think the Oscars is racist. Who should have gotten an Oscar this year? The business is racist. They don't make black movies. They don't make black movies. And we've talked about why they don't on here a bunch of times. Mostly financial. If it was a if there was real money in it, yeah, if there was real money in it, they would. So what I'm saying is I don't believe see, I don't, I just don't believe in conspiracies. I don't believe as someone who someone kept bugging me on Twitter, why didn't you and Dave hire women writers like someone kept hitting me and it was like well we didn't hire any writers and the writers we did hire uh <laughs> had that's what we didn't hire we like would take outside ideas and none of them were from women it wasn't it and because they we didn't have a name on the top that's one of the weirdest things to me about you is that like you you like you're very intelligent it's like i can tell that right away to me that you don't believe in any conspiracies and we talked about this before yeah. when i was here before and i didn't really get a chance to say it properly but like because you were like well how could you believe that so many people can be involved in something and it not get out. Right. And I would, would say it's like, how can you look at history in general and say that we've been told the truth most of the time? Like, that's just not true. I, I mean, I agree with that. And I also think that, like, well, we're waiting. I also think that, like, the, it's the very same system that has uh, more black men in, in prison that has... Uh, women uh, disempowered within the entertainment industry and has I mean and has racism I mean it's not it's not like you can point to a person and say oh that's Mr. Smithers doing this it's like all of society is set up with the rules that it's set up with which tell you know keep people that are impoverished in a cycle of crime and keep people that are you know it's like I I think it's sort of like it's a it's, it, do, it doesn't even make a lot of logic. I don't think that there's a system in place to make women not funny. Sure, there 100% is. I, d- I mean, I'm sorry. There's a I just system dis- I disagree in place with you. that makes women not funny. Yes, I would, th- I would what, say that's How true. would you describe the system? <clears throat> I would say that, in general, women aren't rewarded for the kind of behaviors. Societally, women aren't rewarded for the kind of behaviors that we consider funny. So women are told from the very early, your job is, the very early age, your job is to be pretty, your job is to be feminine, your job is to be, uh, is to be cute, and none of those things match up with what comedy is, which is the job of the comic is to be, you, you know, uh, in your face. It's to be, uh, it's to be uh, um, socially penetrative, which is very masculine. It's to be silly and stupid. 
stupid and loud and boisterous and all of those things are things that women are told are not feminine attributes and so it's it's that much more difficult for a woman to join in, to get to get into comedy you have to get past all of those things and then be funny and then join the comedy cr- c- uh, community and then be accepted so it's a lot longer of a road to jump into the middle which is why when a, a female comic which is why the list is mostly men because there are mostly men in comedy for sure because because of all those societal factors but once you get into the upper echelon of who's funny taking out statistics right so it's taking out numbers but in fact just saying you, you know per capita well, you then, can't you, hold getting, on, you okay. can't say oh well actually Doug Stanhope is more funny than Sarah Silverman that's just not true uh, well, do you think Sarah's Did funnier than Doug? No, I just think once you're up in that upper echelon, it, it, you're everybody. Yeah, everybody, list, everybody's but brilliant. But the list is mostly men because there's mostly men in the comedy community, and they're they're selecting b- from this number that is disproportionately hugely male. But saying therefore women aren't funny is just totally a flawed I, idea. Again, but I, no one's saying women aren't funny. I think what Adam Carolla did say that. What I think what he was, what he said was, if you just playing the odds, odds are a guy will be funnier. I don't. I don't. I didn't read that in Carolla's statement. That was the last thing he said. I I didn't get that vibe from Carolla's statement. What did you think, Ron? No, you sounded like a total jerk. And actually, the thing that um, bothered me the most out of it, I think people skip over the part, is that he said that you can't be funny and be nice. And I think that's completely wrong. And I feel like that is uh, very telling in what he believes in his own personal. Uh, the way he lives his life like he feels that he has to be antagonizing he feels he has to maybe say some things that he might not even fucking believe right. and if he had a daughter he definitely wouldn't fucking believe those things if he had like a daughter if he did he does, does he yeah but then he, how old is she I think she's like under 10 maybe I don't know if he'll still believe that for a long time or if he does that's a little weird to me I mean, is so this the controversy that you were talking about no. at the beginning of this? Oh, no. Weren't you going to talk about like something about else? About Tosh, yeah. That's what I thought we were. So we were going to we were getting towards Tosh and rape jokes and things like that. And uh, I, you're probably I wonder if you were thinking about me because you're thinking that my stance on Tosh is hypocritical based on how quite, you know critical I've been of things like uh, Corolla yeah. and Morgan. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, my response to that is. Um, the problem that I have with what's happened to Daniel Tosh in the last few weeks is that every is two is twofold. One is that um, is that we've taken the word of a blogger, right, right, who who was resentful and angry and decided that we can use the evidence that we read in this blog as factual evidence uh, in the court of public opinion with which to convict Daniel Tosh of being of supporting pro-rape uh, violent uh, suggestions none of us know what happened but in that room but how does that differ from Tracy and Adam well first of all Adam Carolla was on record right so that was an interview where he right. was actually saying those things and the thing about the Tracy Morgan thing was that he admitted that he said those things right, right, but he said it on face the guy Tracy's thing was on Facebook the what? guy, the guy's counter, the guy who got Tracy right. in trouble, the guy who basically Fuck you and Facebook ratted Tracy out, right, was on Facebook, and then Tracy Facebook. admitted to saying those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think Tosh ever really denied saying he it. He did indeed. He didn't. He, he said, said that he was taken out of context said, and misquoted. He said, "Out of context quotes aside, I'm sorry." Mis- what happened to Daniel Tosh? I mean, he said some nasty stuff in a live show and he got heckled and then he had apologized for it. Is that what we're talking about? I mean, all that happened. Well, (laughs) I I like how you put it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, when he still has a job, right? Right, but we're saying should he have to apologize? Right. But it's like if the woman wanted to contain the message that Tosh said, she wouldn't have spread, you know what I mean? It's like she broadcast it to everybody. He kept it to the people in that room. Well, what was your... What was your feeling reading the Daniel Tosh stuff, Ron? Man, I've been trying. To, mostly, I was trying to avoid it because it's the same thing that you guys are doing right now is that nobody can actually tell me what happened. Exactly. So it's very difficult for me to then side with or against him. And there's already so many people that dislike what he does or likes what he does. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't even really care at all, except for the fact that if he told a lady that she should get raped, that doesn't sound like a nice thing. No doubt. So, no, that's true. It doesn't sound like a nice thing. And you are, it's funny that you had the problem with Adam Carolla saying you can't be nice and be funny because you are definitely a nice guy. That's like, and your comedy in a way is nice without losing any comedic edge. You're not a dude that has a lot of sharp 
uh, sort of razor cutting edges to your comedy without losing any comedic integrity. And so, wh I mean, what do you feel about the idea of being, uh, of, you know, comedy that cuts and uh, versus comedy that doesn't? I just like comedy with truth. Like if it's if it's truthful and it's from your point of view and you your experience or just something that you truly believe that's what I enjoy. I don't like it when you're just being shocking and lying, just because you think that it'll get over. Like that's that's one of the things I hate the most. Um, I think you can be nice. I think it's a lot harder to make good comedy that is also nice and also doesn't necessarily just fall into the oh it's okay for me to make fun of this race or make fun of that race. It's just, it's harder and I, I don't think that you can't do it. I just think that it's harder, and that's why I like to do it because it's it's more rewarding to me. You think that that's writing a great question, like nice comedy, is more difficult than writing offensive comedy? Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it, because it, it's easier. I mean, I think there's a longer list of things you can go through and go, I hate this, mm -hmm. or I don't like this. It's um, it's harder to go. Oh, this is something that I love, and I'm going to tell you why in a funny way. Or this is a horrible situation, but let me tell you why it was okay. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a little, that's how I try to write my comedy. Right. Uh, but you do speak to stuff that, that hurts you or bothers you or, like, fucks you up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but in a way that kind of spins it in this kind of positive thing. I mean, you talk about, you know, people yelling nigger at you, for example, is one of your, these great bits about, you know, on a corner in... Uh, Chicago versus the right is that right versus yeah it was yeah it was just about no, it was this true story where I was running across the street to go get an icy and I got stuck in the median and a guy just was like use the crosswalk nigga and I was just like that's fucking and it just hurt me and shocked me but then I was like oh maybe he was just worried about me uh. he didn't want to <laughs> get me to get hit by a car <laughs> and he's actually a nice guy yeah it's like this rose colored glasses for this shit colored world yeah um, but I guess my big point with Tosh and with Tracy Morgan and Michael Richards was my, I never thought that um, if Tosh, if what I had read was that Tosh was just on stage screaming, I think all women should get raped. I love rape. Fuck women. I would have probably had a bigger problem with it. What it sounded like is he was making some jokes that offended a, a woman. He was making some rape jokes that offended a woman and she yelled out, you should never, no rape joke is funny. And Daniel Tosh tried to d do some crowd work, you know. It's to, actually, to, to, he said, to, what do you guys want to talk about someone yelled out rape right and he said rape w is always funny woman yelled out rape is never funny and he said wouldn't and he it said be wouldn't it be funny if right. which it would have been funny well it wouldn't have I, actually been no, funny. i understand but the same way the onion article was funny the Onion article about Tosh, everyone right. was like, well, that was funny, but that's just another rape joke. <laughs> so The Onion disproved that woman who said rape's never funny right. by making it funny. So, so, thoughts, Ron? It just sounds like laziness. Like, I mean, it just sounds like those nights you have where like, you're just like, oh, what else, what else, what do you want to talk about? And then he should they should have raped, and then he should have said, nah, fuck that. I mean, but why? Every it. famous uh, – here's my, here was my problem with the whole issue. Every famous legendary comedian you can think of has done a rape joke, uh, except maybe Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs> George Carlin. Uh, what Sarah was the prior rape joke? Prior had a whole bit about being raped in prison. Got it. Um, and, uh, yeah, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Tina Fey, Sarah Silverman. Uh, um, in fact, this conversation we were having with George Carlin 25 years ago, where George Carlin famously said, you know, uh, every j rape jokes can be funny in context. You know, he right. leans into the camera and says it. So, so my problem with the whole Tosh thing was not that I thought what Tosh said was so brilliant, but that it w immediately set off this thing that said we can n never make rape jokes, and we know it's all about we know what happened in the room. So uh, uh, my problems weren't. Uh, like, for example, the Tracy Morgan thing. I don't think people should never say faggot on stage. I just think they probably shouldn't just n make non-jokes about killing their children if right. they're gay. That was my in, my. Can my I rape you anally? Now that's funny, you know. <laughs> so my so I basically think all topics are on the table and all and, and that we shouldn't be trying people in the court of public opinion based on hearsay and blogs that we read. That right, was my problem. But I also with it. never was under the impression that Tracy would rape would would uh, stab his son. Yeah, and I will admit, maybe, maybe I'm being, maybe there's some hypocrisy to my stance on this versus. Well, yeah, that. it's just people like uh, they like Tosh better. It's the same way they went after Tracy for saying rape, but Lou, or for saying the thing about his son. But Louie has a joke: you shouldn't rape people unless, unless you, you want to have sex with them, and right. they won't. 
Like, <laughs> and then everyone goes, "That's fine, Louis, because you're a pa- you're a fucking saint in comedy." Lit- but fucking Tosh, you're lazy and you're a you're you're a cretin and you're a misogynist. That was literally that was literally said in in the Jezebel article by Lindy West. Literally, that joke was quoted as a quote acceptable rape joke. Yeah. And the joke is literally, "Don't have sex with a woman unless you want to, because then how else are you gonna put your dick inside of right. them?" It's like it's an it's, unconscionable they just like offense. sense of humor, and it literally said in the article the reason this one's okay is because louis has proven himself to be like a yeah. thoughtful yeah. dude it's yeah. like what yeah. what do you think that i mean that's it that's the whole thing is people is people falling for the character i believe because it's just like he's i don't know tosh at all he could be a great guy from a lot of people who i talk to he is a great guy and so for you to judge him based off of his show and then go oh yeah he probably said that to me it's just people being being you know sensationalist it's he just has, a, looking for he a, has a rape joke in his act that's fucking so good who's that tosh what's the joke that uh, that his him and his sister are always playing practical jokes on each other, and recently he replaced her pepper spray with silly string. Oh right! And that night she got raped. <laughs> and the next day she called and she was like, "Daniel, you motherfucker!" But it's fucking killing the whole time, and it's really funny. You know what well, I mean? Well, so the idea that somehow you can say it, you can't, uh, but I also know I'm a hypocrite because I've done a rape joke. Uh, I did it, at, and it was it was a really simple, good joke. Girl said she wouldn't sleep with me if we were the last two people on earth. And I said, you're not thinking this through very clearly. If we were the last two people on earth, I'd probably just rape you. Right. Okay. It's just a joke. joke. It's a little joke. Killed at UCB. Sure. Killed a lot of places. Some a blogger went on picture of me. This comic ruined my night. Uh huh. And then right. a big indictment. And but since I'm not famous, no one. It got zero traction. Sure. But and that's why I'm always sort of vigilant about like no. What happens in comedy clubs? We have to be able to say dumb shit. We have to be able to say objectionable shit. We're not lawmakers. We're not politicians. We are thought leaders, so to speak. But but we have the same way. American Apparel or Levi's has a has a has a discount store for jeans that weren't built correctly. We have to be able to have a place where we can say dumb shit. Well, you just got to be able to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah you, you got to be able to not have you have fear of failure. You can't. Yeah, you can't be that scared to perform that you're gonna you know say something. I mean, that everyone's gonna be pissed off about. Right, Ron. Have you ever had a night on stage where you said <laughs> something unduly mean and felt regret about it? Yeah. Absolutely. What'd you say? A few times. Uh, there was a show I was doing outside of Seattle. It was like March 1st or 2nd. And it was uh, horrible. I hated the place from the beginning. It was like a, it used to be a bank, and they turned it into a nightclub that had a big mechanical bull right next to the stage that they wouldn't move before the whole show. So it was just horrible. From the get-go, the staff hated us, and it was just knew it was going to be a shitty, shitty fucking time. And I just I had to go up and go first and host this show and I just start and do my set and nobody's liking it at all and I'm just just going through it and then two very flamboyant black guys just start coming in the room being very just loud being like oh homeboy you doing your comedy thing are we coming out to the vault tonight gonna have a good night oh you do, you do your thing up there homie oh he tells you, you see him up there doing his thing he up there doing comedy and then I just go I just was pissed and I'm just like oh it's only two days after February and I already hate niggas again Uh. (laughs) yeah that's how that went over that's about how that had went over did it was did it go over it did not go over it went i thought it was funny yeah that's funny yeah but they did not none of the rest of the crowd who already was not on my side right Uh, so it was it was horrible i once was in a club and i did some joke about some aids joke and a woman, because I'm not of the school of thought that uh, offensive comedy is um, is easier. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think it's all hard. You no, and I don't. I, we can definitely. I don't. I don't mean like it's, there's great comedy in all types of ways, and there's easy comedy in all. There's areas. definitely easy offensive and easy clean. E- yeah, you know, most for sure. definitely. I didn't mean that. To no, I know. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just stupid. But uh, I said some age joke, and this woman got like real upset, and like I kind of like turn. I have this thing where I've got like a like a like a beacon you know it's like if somebody's talking shit like i can't or if somebody's not enjoying it i'll just like fucking i would be like oh we have to like i gotta destroy this person so i start talking to her to fuck with her and then she was like 
so I said something about, you know, something. And she was like, I'm Brazilian. And then I said, oh, that's why you didn't like that AIDS joke. And then she got up. She started throwing, like, t- you know, sausages at me and stuff like that. Like, she was just so mad, screaming and <laughs> shit. Like Brazilian sausages. Brazilian sausages, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. She was just pissed. A- acai berries. She was just really <laughs> mad. I think what you said was funny. Right. And what Rion said was funny. Sounds got in trouble. A DJ in New York, he said something, basically the same joke as you. He said something is like, oh, yeah, the way to not get AIDS is just don't fuck Haitian girls. Right. And just like, ah. And when I read it, I was like, that's legitimately funny in a comedy club. But it, it's absurd. It's stupid. It's like it's uh, all the trappings of comedy. Uh, so whenever I just feel the need. the I didn't feel the need to protect Michael Richards, but, but um, I feel the need to protect guys that are just kind of uh, saying shit. Trying to be funny. Yeah, or like Sarah got in trouble on Conan for saying chink. Right. Yeah. And it actually really helped her career. But it does it is a shitty feeling when you ruin an audience member's night. And yeah. I've definitely done that before. Yeah. And felt it. I felt it coming. I've from apologized that. for it before after yeah. a show. I have too. I have yeah. too. The, I just yeah, I the reason I feel protective of comics is because I feel like you can go after anybody for anything. And as a guy who says the N-word in his act, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you could come at me whenever you wanted. And I kind of – and all I'm relying on, it's okay because it's him. I'm relying on that. Right. And yeah. and at certain points, to certain people, I'm not him. I've, got, I've, I've had done it – I've done the joke for like a year, and I've had a woman get mad one night at the comedy store, and I had a woman get mad one night at the improv. The woman at the comedy store was drinking a – and O'Doul's <laughs> and the woman at the at the improv was bipolar but it's still upsetting to think that I've upset people you know what I mean like I still don't want to fucking like yeah like w- that I upset the girl on the podcast I didn't want to explain yourself you know what I mean I yeah. didn't w- it's not like I'm like yeah fuck you you deserve it yeah I think it's taking out the the, the idea that you, you that you can make mistakes you can be upset about it and apologize and learn from it and not have to be crucified for it like right you can just learn from it and that's yeah, the, okay even the dom- we all can grow and, and I, we all and can I learn. think that's why I jumped on board uh, defending Tosh was it seemed like the vibe in the room at least for a few days was that topic is never funny and never acceptable to make jokes about uh, that guy said this we know it and he's an asshole and a piece of shit and supports rape and i was like this is unfair what's happening here you're trying a person in the court of public opinion for some shit you didn't hear assuming you know what context it was said in while screaming rape jokes are all about context it's like well if it's all about context then maybe we don't just uh, read an angry bloggers paragraph and decide that daniel tosh is pro-rape yeah and also but that's the but i felt that way about tracy i defended don imus right my thing with don imus was like that dude talks 20 hours a week, and one time he said nappy-headed hoes, and everyone fucking – it's like that's a fucking miracle that that's, he hasn't said more offensive shit. I would defend Rush Limbaugh. I mean, you don't have to really like the guy, but it, yeah. we, should ha- we should be able to say things. Yeah, say yeah. whatever you want. And I just – and like, I also reject the idea that – making a rape joke contributes to the rape culture in society. I mean, society's rapey enough. It does not... I don't know. But here's the other thing. The reason... I looked it up one time because I was like, why are there more rape jokes now than there have ever been? Yeah. Because rape is way down. Rape is down like 80%. I don't think that's true. That's... I, I'll show you the stat. I mean, what stat? 80%. Is it from the same dude that made the Comedy Central list? <laughs> the Comedy I'll Central's show you the Comedy stat. Central list. Who, I, They're saying one in four women have been sexually assaulted in uh, in their life. I mean, that if that's not down. The and none of them were funny. Down. I don't know what to tell you. It used to be, it used to be higher. I don't, I, I don't think Again, that's true. Again, you guys, talk about being intellectually dishonest. I looked it up. And but where did you look it up? Maybe they just make jokes the about it. I'm also, I'm FBI, whatever the I'm crime also thing, telling crime you. Crime is way down. Do you okay. believe that? I, I, sure. No, no, but why are you being condescending about it? I'm it's not being down. condescending about it. I just don't believe that Stop rape is Stop interrupting me! It's down. Okay. Well, one in four women have been sexually assaulted. I'm not saying it's non-existent. I'm just saying it's way down from where it used to be. Ron, I feel bad. Like we didn't, uh, we didn't really get to know you on this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you saying? We had fun. We did have fun. Yeah, we had fun. Will you come back soon so that we can get the real Ron Funches story? Yeah, absolutely. What do you uh, think of that? Yeah. What? Do, I mean, I'm, I'll put the clip up. 
Yeah. People get a feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's all you want. You just want people to hear you stand up, and then you get a little sense of who you And I feel yeah, like they got it. And I know you guys. I just wanted to come and talk and hang out. Well, you're a good fun. dude, man. I mean, sometimes we start feeling ourselves on this podcast, and we, t- we like to talk because we love to I think we, we, should funch, we should funch with the champs more. Yeah, yeah. I think we should funch Very with you soon. again. Uh, well, you might be our, our quickest r- repeat customer. <laughs> yeah. How about It'd that? be a real shame if something happened in this episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, Ron's a funny dude and a unique dude. He's got a very unique perspective and a d- definitely a hilarious guy and a good friend. And I, I'm so happy for you that you're getting some success, man, because you deserve it. Thanks, much. I appreciate it. I appreciate. I was thinking about the other day, like you were one of the first people to take me out to do shows outside of Oregon, and I just like I, I really appreciate it. I'm always, I always fucks with Moshe Cash. Yeah, I man. was. I, but I would like the record. To <laughs> yeah. the perfect timing. <laughs> I like the record to show that I, t- I kept you in Oregon. <laughs> and, and See, Doug, I was even better because you got to sleep at home. And Doug, what are your feelings on Ron Funches? Probably my favorite guest ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucked by the champs. We love you so I much. I don't like that. I don't like you've been. Okay, the sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you've, I'll you take started it back. that last week. You've been I, fucked I by the like champs against your will. I, exactly. <laughs> oh, right. I think it's bad That's in context, funny. but I also like you're fucking with the champs. I don't want people to go like, yo, I just got fucked by the yeah, champs. Yeah, it's but like it already he's happened. getting raped. It's you already got fucked with us. You already fucked no, with you us. Fucked with us. You, you, you want me to talk like an old black man? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, you done fucked with the champs. Thank you for tuning in. Come back next week. Fucking with the chimps. Fucking with the chimps. Fucking, fucking, get up off whip. Fucking with the chimps. Get up off whip. Now you're fucking with the chimps.